0: Okay, you guys ready to hear by the time we got interrogated by Homeland Security? Do I wish that was a joke? Yep. Hey everyone, I'm MK Lott and this is Quarantine Campfire. So, last week, at the end of my maladapted daydreaming video and podcast episode, I explained that I had a run-in with Homeland Security And this was brought up. So here's the story for you. Happy holidays. Um, I was walking out of my house. I was literally out of my driveway. I was just getting out of my driveway. I had earphones in. I was tuning everybody out, as as I usually did at that time. Um, You know, just listening to music. And I noticed this guy coming up to me and like smiling at me and like waving at me and trying to like flag me down. And I didn't think much of it because Cedar city is such a small enough town compared to where I've been before, which was, I I was um, raised in Las Vegas, but it's such a small town compared to that, that yes, I don't know everybody in town, but I bump into people all the time, all the time in Vegas. It was kind of an anomaly if you weren't in the same district. You know, like if I if I was in Summerlin and I bumped into someone I knew from Henderson, like that that was weird. Cedar, that that happens all the time. Like it's weird if it doesn't happen at least twice a week. So when I saw this guy, I thought that he was someone that I had met in the past, but I didn't recognize before. So I didn't think much of it. But unlike someone who would say hi to me. And you know, just say, just do the the usual like conversational stuff, like, hey, how are you? Good, good to see you, and then just keep walking. He kept walking towards me. Like I like I started walking in front of another car, and he walked behind that car with another dude with him. And so I thought, okay, maybe there's something's something's up, something's here. And so I take my earphones out and I go, Hi, can I can I help you? And he goes, Hi, yeah, actually um just out of curiosity are are you are you busy at all right now? Or are you doing anything right now? and I and I go, yeah, I'm about to get into my car I'm I, I, I have class right now. He goes, oh okay good, yeah, don't worry and he like digs through his pocket and he does like the movie thing where he flips his wallet open and there's a and there's a badge right and, and he shows me the badge he goes, yeah, don't worry it'll only take a few seconds. Do you live in that house? And he points to the house that I'm in and the house that I'm in currently, which is this beautiful little basement bunker for a room I've got back here. It it's an off campus. It's off campus housing that doubles as like two, two houses, essentially one is um, for the female residents and the other ones for the male residents. So you can take a pretty good guess about which one I live in. But I, so I, so he points to my house and I go, yeah, I, I live in that building. And he goes, okay, what side? And I go, that side, where, um, where that car is. Because the thing is, I live with four other guys. So we all have to share the driveway because it has been so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable in the past when one of us has to wake up in like the butt crack of dawn and we have to knock on the other dude's door and be like... Hey, can you can you move your car please? Th- thank you. You know, it's just it's just easier if I just park in the road to the side so I don't get so I, I, I don't crash anyone. But so that's that's kind of why that came up. But here's why they stopped me. There's a social media app called Kick. It's spelled K-I-K, which I like, I hope they could tell that I was genuinely that I genuinely didn't know because I misspelled it. I spell it K-I-C-K. But Kick is a social media app where you can post whatever you want and talk with people anonymously. So for those who knew what it was back in 2015, it's a lot like Yik Yak, where it's like um it's a blind Twitter. That's the best way I could describe it. It's a blind Twitter. But Apparently, um, someone had been using it for sexting underage girls and doing something with child porn. I can't remember if the officer said that whoever it was was watching it, if they were making it, if they were recruiting people. I, I can't remember what what the case was. but Kick informed the FBI. About this user, and more specifically, that user was using my router, which meant, you know, the FBI put two and two together, got Homeland Security officers, and claimed that whoever this was, whoever the sex offender was, was living in my house. And so they said, What kind of phone do you have? And I said, I have an iPhone. And they go, okay, well, we'd like to look through it because of course the guy, whoever this was, um, was using an iPhone. So they looked through my phone and I just want to say my, my rule when it came to stuff on my phone or when it came to stuff on social media is I want to post or make stuff on my phone that I would be okay showing the world because we live in a world now or we live in a time where nothing is ever really private, you know? And so I, I store stuff on my phone with that in mind. I store stuff on my phone with the idea of if something happens to me and everything is broadcasted, I'll be upset, but there's nothing that I would be really embarrassed about. And you know, I I was kind of expecting like you know if somebody were to be like, what is this doing on your phone? Like, well, why do you have this? Why do you have that? I would just say, because it's it's my phone, it's my life. Like, I don't know what you want from me. That mentality, that mindset went right out the window when I came across Homeland Security. And more specifically, the first instance where this came up was. I had, I don't know why I'm looking around like I have it stored somewhere in, in a physical copy, but for those who knew my Instagram account back when it was a personal account and not a business account, AKA before I started blowing it up with podcast advertisings, um, I had a post about my workout progress. So I had a picture of when I was not, not overweight, but pretty chunky. Um, you know, of when I was like getting a freshman 15 and I had just gotten done with a hernia surgery. So I was still kind of bloated from that. You know, I had that picture. I had the picture from when I was on medication, where if you seen the video or heard the episode, um, you know, according to my best friend, I looked like a Holocaust survivor, um, which was in the last segment. And then there was a picture of me, um, going through my, going through like a year's worth of just. Hardcore balls to the wall working out and powerlifting, and so they didn't find that post, but they found the pictures for that post and um, and a lot of other progress pictures from there. And so, of course, it's like it's me flexing, it's me, you know, doing like strongman poses and stuff. And the officer who was being friendly with me because they totally like. They totally played good cop, bad cop, because the other cop was dead silent. And even though they were both wearing sunglasses, I specifically remember him wearing sunglasses. And he just stared at me, arms crossed, sunglasses out, not taking no for an answer, you know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, the good cop, we'll call him, kept looking at everything. He goes, you have a lot of pictures of yourself. You sure you don't share this with anyone? And I'm like, no, this is, these are progress pictures for my, for my fitness and for working out. Like I, I wouldn't share this with anyone, you know? And so they were like, all right. So they, they click out of my photos. They don't look through my social media, which is surprising, but they go into my internet history and my browser history. And I, I wish I did this. But um, what I should have done is I should have shown them my App Store account and shown them that I have never downloaded Kick, because I just realized, of course, I just realized this now like a year later. But when you download an app and then you delete it, um, it has that symbol of like a cloud with an arrow, which implies that you've already downloaded it, but you can download it again. I should have, I should have shown them that I should have shown them that because there's no way that I could cover that up or I was smart enough to cover cover that up. Anyways, they start going through my, my browser feed and I've always got a bunch of tabs open up on my phone just in case like I scroll through it. Like if there's a song that I like on YouTube, but I can't find it on Apple or Spotify or anything like that, I'll just save the YouTube page as its own tab. So there's a lot of that stuff there. And so they start scrolling. Start scrolling, start scrolling, start scrolling, and he stops at one in particular, and he goes, "Maladaptive daydreaming." What's well, what's that? Now, at the time, I thought I can be as honest as I want because I have nothing to hide. I'm not whoever they. I'm not whoever they're looking for. Like I don't participate in this. In this, <laughs> almost cursed. I don't participate in this kind of stuff. It's completely immoral. I find it disgusting, but I have nothing to hide. Therefore, I can be as honest as I want, which is a great philosophy to an extent, and, and I'll explain why. So they look at it. They say what's maladaptive after daydreaming, and I say because this is a definition and a term that I've found to describe it, I say oh it's a uh, it's a psychiatric condition that I think I might have and they look at me like both the cops stop what they're doing they stop looking at my phone and they and their heads shoot straight up at me and they give me this look and I can't remember if they if they actually said this or not but they give me this look that basically said someone's been caught dealing with child porn on your router and you have a psychiatric condition. And so I kind of had to talk to them and be like, and explain to them like what it was and how it had nothing to do with like, <coughs> excuse me, and how, it, and how it had nothing to do with like any sexual things. Like that's, <laughs> that's not how maladaptive daydreaming works. So I had to go into detail on that. And so they go through everything. I ask for the officer's contact information in case I have new stuff that I want to talk to them about. And that was it. Like it, it was, it wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be, but it definitely was long enough where I had to like, I I couldn't go to class at that point. And so I, uh, I, <laughs> And I was trying to make light of the situation too, because it was just it's it I mean getting interrogated by any officer is not the way that someone wants to start their day. And so you know, I was like, well, I mean, I appreciate your guys's time and you know thanks for you know thanks for keeping an eye on the neighborhood. And I mean, hey, it would have sucked if I just kept walking, right? Because I almost didn't take my earphones out because the thing about me is when i'm when i'm daydreaming when i'm in the zone don't talk to me like don't mess with me in the zone i got in trouble for this all the time when i was a kid cuz i had these giant giant dr dre beats and so yeah my mom would always give me crap and i think it actually got to the point where like she like she banned electronics from the dinner table or something like that so i started kind of getting that back in college and i hate the fact that it had to take my earphones blowing out for me to just unplug for a while and realize how nice that is anyways, that's off topic. But I said, I said, Hey, it would have looked a lot worse if I just kept my earphones in and kept walking. Right. And so the good cop, you know, he was, he was a good sport about it. He just laughed it off and, you know, just had this, you know, the, the same big friendly smile on his face and the bad cop, which was funny. Like this was the first time that he smiled through the whole thing. He goes, yeah, we definitely would have walked faster. I'm like, okay, well, okay, cool. And so in case you're like wondering what the aftermath of that is, we don't know if Homeland Security found the guy. And if they did, they never told us, which I feel like if they're a sex offender, they, they're they required by law to tell us or at least the whole neighborhood. So. That made me think that either one somebody found out our Wi-Fi password and our Wi-Fi name and just use that as cover because they didn't live there. Or two, um, they moved out, which you know, I, I I don't know who it was. I still don't know who it was. But yeah, I just remember feeling like super, super just dirty for the rest of the day, not because I got interrogated, but because of the reason why I got interrogated. And I get really interesting reactions when I tell this story because people think that Homeland Security kind of pushed or like they, they overstep their boundaries in a sense. Like I, I remember talking to my mom about this and, and she was like, you, you did the right thing, but you should always ask for representation and you should always ask for a lawyer. But at the same time, if I were to do that, and we both agreed on this. So I wasn't calling her out because she's definitely way smarter than me. But we both agreed that if I were to ask for a lawyer, that would immediately make me look way more suspicious than it needed to be. So um, so yeah, I, I think I made the right move there. But, you know, I'm not. I'm not upset about that for two reasons. One, they're homeland security, that's their job. And if I was, I'm not, but if I was the person that they were looking for, I would do everything in my power to make sure that I could be as undetectable as possible. And again, it goes back to that philosophy. I have nothing to hide. Therefore, I can be as honest as I want. That was my mentality. And so I feel like in some parts, like, yeah, they kind of, you know, they pushed it a little bit. like they pushed a lot of sensitive topics like, you know, I wasn't in a position at the time where I was a hundred percent. Okay. With talking about maladaptive daydreaming, but at the same time, I understood like whoever it was, they're going to hide it as best they can. So they have to like, they have to be assholes. (laughs) Like that's, that's what they got to do. And so I understood that part. And the other part was, I wasn't a hundred percent content with my adaptive day driving. but i was at a point where i i was at a point where i was i was okay with it you know i didn't think i was a freak because homeland security gave me weird looks if anything i was actually kind of i, I mean i was i guess offended would be the right word i was offended that they thought that this was something to to look at but i was okay with it because i knew that it wasn't anything bad it didn't make me worse it just it just made my brain function differently you know and the way i the way i see it and it's actually been kind of cool because i've gotten like interaction on youtube now about this and i've been able to talk to people about this um but you know i the way i the way i see it is in a world of like dells and microsofts it's, it's a Mac, and, and that's kind of the way that I see myself, that's the way I see anybody else with mom-adapted daydreaming, and that's the way I see everybody in the world, you know? Everybody thinks they're different, and a lot of people think that they're different in a negative way. That's not true at all. It's just, our brains are just, they're just computers, and you're your own computer. And that's okay. That's awesome. So never be afraid of that and never be worried about it. Even if people give you weird looks and even if people think that you're suspect or that it's a psychiatric condition, you know, definitely like learn how to work with it and learn how to develop yourself over time with the supercomputer that you've got. But just know like that, that shouldn't be a limiting factor to being your best self if anything you should learn how to use it and turn it into a superpower and that's kind of what this what well, these past couple months if not a year or two have been it's just been me turning this into a superpower and so I encourage you guys if you guys are struggling with that to do the same thing you know learn how to use this and turn it into a superpower learn how to make your differences into superpowers All right. That's all I got for today. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm always appreciative of you guys and stay tuned for more. Um, if you guys enjoy this, spread the word, subscribe, hit the like icon. If you're watching on YouTube, um, leave an honest reading on the podcast. Um, I, you know, I admire complete transparency. So Tell me what works, what doesn't work, what you like, what you don't like, so that way I can learn to become better and use that, use those imperfections as superpowers. All right, guys, I will see you in the next one. Stay safe, stay healthy.